Welcome to another episode, guys. Today we're doing the second song breakdown. I have a total of like 10 of these that I want to give out to you guys. So I apologize for not having more out, but you should be seeing one like every few other weeks. Anyway, this song is called Through Heaven's Eyes. It is actually from a movie called The Prince of Egypt. And honestly, the whole movie is pretty good. You don't even have to be religious to like it. But, like, the animation, the story, like, it's better than what most people, pre not predict, but, like, proceed the movie as. At least in my opinion. It's like a brotherly bond, if anything. So, I guess I relate to that because I have brothers. But anyway, the song is called Through Heaven's Eyes, so if you ever want to give it a listen to, go ahead and check that out. I'm just going to be basically talking about the lyrics and seeing what I think about them. So, it starts off by saying... A single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shines, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. So, lyric by lyric, if anything, if you're the single thread in the tapestry, like the whole thing was just wool together, you will never see the actual design of the tapestry. You could take it either religious or non-religious, up to you. Like, lyrics are designed to be that way in music in general, I think. The way I see it is, you can really never know how much effect you have on people. And you'll probably almost never know. Like somebody out there you could have helped a lot and you don't even know it. And you will almost never know what the true purpose of you being in this world is. All you can do is kind of just live, live through it. Same with like every other piece of thread in that tapestry. You could be like insanely rich or just insanely poor. Regardless, I think it's what you do with your life from that point on and what you do to help other people. That's what I think. The next part. And the stone that sits on the very top of the, mountain, of the mountain's mighty face, does it think it's more important than the stones that form the base? Oh, that's a good one. You should never uh, you should never think yourself above anybody. That's what I think. Somebody is holding you up there. Actually, you can even take this literally if you want. Like without like your head and with your body basically maintaining your own body, you can actually hurt yourself. And you can hurt yourself a lot, especially mentally wise, because if you, th if you think to yourself, like, oh, I don't need to do this, I don't need to do this, or my body can handle it. I used to think that way, like, my body can handle it. Like, if my body can't handle it, then it doesn't deserve to live, kind of a thing. Which is, a lot of people hard find it annoying for me to, to think that way. But anyway, the, the way it's, like, portraying that no matter how, pe how people, like, how society, how low people are in society... You should never think yourself above them because they're the ones that actually make you up there. The ones that put you up there on a higher scale. So, you're not more important or less important. You're still a person and that, if anything, should just be the most important thing. Like, people are people and you never know where somebody's coming from. You're all just one society. So appreciate each other you know then the next part 
So how can you see what your life is worth or where your value lies? You can never see through the eyes of man. You must look through your look at your life and look at your life through heaven's eyes. The way I take from that is the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. Now, I do talk a lot about like maintaining yourself, you know, helping yourself. And that's honestly what you should do. But there is some point as, and what I think personally is, you could always help yourself by helping somebody else as well. But only, personally only, if you are completely okay yourself, or if you can spare some time. Minor things. But I do like that first part. How can you see what your life is worth, or where your values lie? Because honestly, you'll never know. You'll... You just have to see the bigger picture. Everybody has to shape you and everybody else's view from you. You know, you can only do so much. And in the end, I think people, like if you if you end up passing away and you know that, like at, a, at, a, at, at no matter what age, I've, I believe that it's how much you did and how much you remember you did, how much you contributed to society in general. And at the end of the day, how much did you do to help other people? And what did that mean for the future, for society in general? Because if you don't, then you're just living your life of greed. Or it could be something else, but still, regardless, envy, revenge. It's not something you want to die and just know that, like, oh, this is was worthless. You at least want to contribute to something, I think. Or where your values lie. Yep. You can never see through the eyes of man. Yeah, you can never really see through your own experience, like experiences. And when it does say look through heaven's eyes, I do want to point out that I don't want really want this to be like specifically heaven. If you want to think that way, go for it. Like, I'm not here to block your religious beliefs. But even though it literally says heaven's eyes, but still... I believe that everybody has the right to interpret the lyrics however they want. Like, look at the bigger picture, if anything. That's what I take from it. And the next part. A lake of gold in the desert sand is less than a cool fresh spring. Oh, actually, I kind of want to stop right there. Wait. And to one lost sheep, a shepherd's boy, a shepherd boy, is greater than the richest king. I guess they both have the same interpretation. So this was actually pretty interesting. Like if you give somebody like a diamond in the middle of a desert versus a water bottle, some people would actually still take the diamond because they're like, I can survive. And if I get, like if I get far enough, the water bottle wouldn't have helped me to begin with. I was like, but you never knew how big the water bottle was. But anyway, this is like a lake of gold in a desert sand. So the literally a, a golden lake. You can make a lot of money off of it, just taking the gold. But it's a lot less than just drinking the water. And just a cool, fresh spring. That Pretty literal, that one. Your necessities are what you actually need and what you actually have to have. Take them. Food, water, shelter. Those are what you actually need. Versus as people who have money and worth. 
And a lot of people think that living a poor life or just because they don't have something, they feel beneath another person. But I've known a lot of people who have less, even less than I do, and yet they're making the best of it. They're actually going outside, having fun, even with less electricity, electronics. I think people are having more fun without electronics in general or staying off social media, not really caring about what anybody else is or what they're doing. Like, it's kind of worthless to have more of what you don't need in the end, like... And then the next part is the the lost sheep to a shepherd boy. That's actually pretty good. Like, if anything, the richest king would probably slaughter the sheep. But in this case, like a shepherd boy, like the sheep is completely grateful that he found him. Like, come on. You're literally saving my life rather than taking it. And it's a, a form of a guidance. Like, you know that this person will help you. You know, because you never know about the richest kings. They could just either take more, they could give more. It really depends on the person. But yeah, your necessities are what you need. Take your necessities over over the greed. Don't give in to that kind of a temptation. Uh, which honestly I think is one of the commandments too. I forgot most of them to be honest. But anyway, next one. So how do you measure the worth of a man in wealth or strength or size? In how much he gained or how much he gave? The answer will come, this is again, the answer will come to him who tries to look at his life through heaven's eyes. See, that's why this song is like insanely powerful. Because it's telling you, no matter how low you are in life, it really depends on what you have done what kind of person you are, you are, what kind of person you truly are. You know, a lot of people hide like who they are, what they are, because of peer pressure, because of society, because it's not the right thing to do. Or they want to be the ones showing off. They want to be the ones, you know, gaining the power, having the control. But look at the people who are in your life. Look at the people who who helped you in life. Those are the people that you want to keep. And in general, when it says, how do you measure the worth of a man in wealth or strength or size? It could be neither. Like, I think, I think a person should be measured by what he does, what, what they act, you know, what, what their actions do. That's personally worth more than anything. Your actions speak louder than your words, is what I'm trying to say. And once again, I could keep on going and just telling you guys, you guys can say whatever you guys want. Speech is a huge power, but it's what you do. It's what you can do. Your actions are what you're actually doing. Promises can only get you so far. But doing those promises is what really gives you value. Like, look at the people in every position. In the higher position, are they happier? They might be, you know. But I also see a lot of happy people in a very lower position. For example, you could be extremely, extremely rich. You can have everything, you know. But 
do you really have any friends? Do you really have any people that appreciate you? Do you really have, like, what, what do you have? You have items, you have money. And honestly, a lot of people these days in the middle, the reason I say in the middle is because they're not entirely broke, they're not entirely poor, but they're not fully rich either, and they're kind of just struggling. And that's one of the things I want to point out too, is because because we're in the middle, it may feel like wealth will equal more happiness. Like at the end of the day, people keep telling me that, yeah, money technically does buy the happiness. It does, but for a temporary amount of time. Like you can have everything in the world. You can have, or not even in, in, in the world, but like your own go-karts, your own basketball place, your your own tennis court, your own soccer field. I'm mentioning a lot of sports, but let's just go like video games. You can own your own, like, I want to say mansion, if anything. You could have all that, but a lot of people are social, like humans are social creatures, so without people to share them with, it kind of feels empty. And on the, on the other side, you may not have anything, but you have the people who are willing to help each other, you know? A lot of people will also say that, like, oh, that's the time where you get robbed, that's the time where... Uh, you really don't have anything, like not even a washer, a dryer, to, but people find a way. They dry their clothes just hanging them. Like they dry, I'm so, I'm like getting so many thoughts in my head of what I used to do when I was a kid versus as like where I see people now. Like it does kind of shape your vision, especially growing up through that middle phase. Like honestly, the way I see it, People are much happier when they have a lot less because they do have a lot more to gain with other people. So don't break the bonds. Don't break the bonds that you have with other people. And when it says the end, like in how much he gained or how much he gave, it's like how much are you willing to contribute to society? How much, how much are you willing to show people or to care for people, to help people? Like, how much can you give? Like, even if you have all that money, some people who are rich do give out that money. They can't give out to everyone. They do make mistakes. Like, people aren't perfect. People, just because they're rich, doesn't also mean that they're terrible people. At the same time, they might be taken away from people, but giving to you. But they don't know it. It's really tough to judge a person by this. Because you never know where they're coming from. Or where they're trying to be. Someone will get hurt. Someone will get saved. It's just who are you willing to hurt or who do you think have a less impact. You can't really please everyone. It's really difficult to, pl to please everyone or to make sure everybody is safe. At the end of the day, it's like making the better decision. Like, are you happy, if anything, with your decision? It's all about what you're willing to contribute. That's what I think. Alright, on to the next part. And that's why we share all we have with you, though there's little to be found, which is what I literally just said. You don't know. You just don't know. Sorry. <laughs> though there's little to be found, and then, then we go to... Let me just reread that one again. And that's, all, and that's why we share all we have with you, though there's little to be found. 
when all you've got is nothing, there's a lot to go around. That is absolutely true. When you have nothing, even when you think you have nothing, well, actually, if you think you have nothing, no, never mind. But when you have nothing, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And that's on almost everything. Even with something as gambling, if you have nothing to lose but everything to gain, you might as well put everything on the table. But that might be a bad example. for, <laughs> But, you know, just in general, if you have, like, the littlest things, living in, like, let's just go with, like, living in a shed, living outside in somebody's house, or even less than that, let's just say that you're all alone. And let's just, let's even put you in like the forest and something. But you make your own shelter, but you work for everything and somebody finds you, you get a job, you're working, you literally have more and more to gain. Although the experiences of going through that and what you're doing, know your value of anything. Definitely know your value. If they're completely using you, obviously you can quit. You got nothing to lose and go back to where you were. Like, at the end of the day, it's, can you live with yourself knowing? Like, a lot of people live in trailers and they're campers, and they're just cruising the city. Like, not the city, but the, the country. They're, like, living in their cars, and some people are actually happy about that. They get to travel, although gas would be a pain for them. But they do get to travel. They shower naturally, like, in the rain, in rivers. Like, people are happy that way. Like, enjoying life that way. And then we're over here complaining that we don't have Wi-Fi. And they they see the value of, of life. They go out and explore and meet new people, meet new cities. Are they afraid of getting robbed? No, because they don't have that much. But even if they don't, they still find minor jobs that they can go for for like a, a week or two, paycheck to paycheck, but still living through. I, I I appreciate those people because they're literally just going out and enjoying what they got. There are a lot of YouTubers that like post themselves like going from California all the way to New York. But the experience through, they stop by Wyoming, all the way to Montana. They go through Oklahoma. Even though there's like nothing in the middle states. Sorry, but really, like there's nothing. <laughs> Kansas, flatter than a pancake. I don't know. I've never been, so I can't really, like, judge. Even though I kind of want to explore all 50 states eventually. Just to see what everything is all about. And what we can do. Some people just literally love living. And doing everything on their own. At the end, it's just who you want to be as a person. You know? That's where we share all we have with you. Yeah. You'll never really know, honestly. It's... It's literally just a guessing game on you. Take a chance. All right, next part. No life can escape being blown about by the winds of change and chance. And although you never know all the steps, you must learn to join the dance. Oh, I like the beginning of that part. Because life hits you hard. Life hits you unexpectedly. You never really know what you're going to get with life. But that's one of the parts you got to do in order to change. You got to adapt. You know, life is going to hit you up and down with great things, with terrible things. You know, 
People have lost loved ones unexpectedly. People have gained new loved ones unexpectedly. It just, you just got to ride it out. You know, experience it. That's all you can do. You know, people are scared. And I understand that. People are just scared about what's going to come their way. But this next line kind of shows well, everything about it. It's like you never know all the steps. You never know what's going to come your way. You never know what life's going to throw at you. But you must learn to join the dance. you got to just join in, you know? Everybody's going to go through some kind of heartbreak. Everyone's going to go through some kind of experience. It's just adapting. Go through it. It's never easy. You're never going to make it successfully super easy. You might. That might be an extremely luck-driven luck right there. But overall, you can't just hope for that miracle. If it happens, good for you. But now what, you're gonna, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to seek it? What are you going to do after? You don't know. At the moment, enjoy it. Even I have to say, like, even if you got like a million dollars, like the next day, enjoy it. Like, enjoy that happiness. Enjoy that brief happiness. And then go and think what you're going to do with it. Invest it. You're going to hog it. You're going to give it to others. It shows what kind of a person you are if you are given that much power all at once. Even though money's not really power. But like, will it make you happy? But also, you must learn to join the dance. That kind of, that, that, that line kind of hits me a little bit. All the, and although you never know all the steps, you must learn to join the dance. You know, if you are struggling with social anxiety, it's this is another step that I got, I kind of want you guys to like listen in because it's 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 a it's a pretty strong lyric. So I'm going to speak to the people who mostly have like anxiety towards people or to making new friends, you know, to go out, out going out and partying. Or not even partying, but just like going out with friends, like or people who invite you to places, co-workers. Like, all it's really saying is that you got to get out of your shell, you got to get out of your little bubble and join society for once, once in a while. Not all the time. You know, you can only handle so much. I was a huge introvert. Now I'm more adapting. But for the most part, I never lo liked social events whatsoever. Quinceañeras, weddings parties in general, um, hanging out with friends I can only take so much, groups of people, no, I hated all that, but you know, you just gotta get out, and the way I see it is observe everyone, and see who are the people you can trust, what people do with other people, because whether you like to admit it or not, we are social beings, and we do need social interactions. I personally, personally, I believe I can be on my own alone for like maybe even three months. That's just me. Personally, I think I can do that. I don't really need people. But uh, even then, I can't really bet money on that. I would bet money that I can go for a month though. <laughs> just saying. 
a money without social interaction. But uh, definitely, definitely go out. You will always learn something new from people. And the best part is, which is also the worst part, you're going to meet people who you hate and people you bond closer with. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get attached to people. It's going to hurt. You're going to see people's true intentions. You're going to see a lot of things from people. And I, I, the thing I, I, about that is it's best to experience it rather than to never experience it at all or to never know about it. It's just the feeling that you get because you never really knew a person until you start bonding with them. But you always got to be careful. Never let your guard all the way down, but let your guard down. Let people into your bubble. Expand your little bubble. And let's crawl out of your little shell. It's tough to do. But like any time, and start off small. If you have smaller, like a small group of friends that just want to go hang out, see a movie, or just hang out in general, like even people who say, "Let's just go for a walk." We don't know what we're gonna do. We're just gonna go for a walk. Go for it. Talk, talk it out. If anything, that's probably the best start. Or if anything, you start it off. You start hitting somebody up. You know, I'm never the person to hit anybody up. That might have to change, but you know, I gotta, gotta get out, of, get out of my bubble. Well, more than I already have. All right, so we go to the next line. So how do you judge what a man is worth by what he builds or buys? You can never see with your eyes on earth, look through heaven's eyes. And then it says, look at your life, look at your life, look at your life through heaven's eyes. That's actually a pretty good thing because people can be impressive by building things, by buying things, you know, a person buys you a diamond ring, diamond necklace, gold chains, gold, silver, you know, or building amazing contraptions. The difference is what are, what is that person using them for? Some people build buildings just for money, you know, some people build buildings I want to say like architects build them through design sometimes like they want a specific design and they hope they hope that the wind that well maybe not the wind depending on the skyscraper but the design itself like from the movie skyscraper that was a pretty cool building like it holds up to its expectations and I think in that movie they wanted like a great tourist attraction to be the biggest tower in the world or the biggest skyscraper in the world. But the purpose of it, really, what was it? Like you build a big building, you build a big skyscraper, okay. I completely forgot most of the movie, but overall it seemed like a pretty good idea or a pretty good concept of having a sphere on the top and you can see everything outside, outside, uh, the skyscraper like a mirror like a like a glass dome but anyway back to mostly this it's like how can you judge a man by uh, what he builds or buys like for example people can buy you amazing things people can buy you you know 
cars, luxury, the perfect bags, purses, clothes. They can buy you anything, really. But, well, they buy you food. A lot of people end up buying food these days either way. But what would he buy for you? Medicine, groceries. People these days actually buy water still. At this point, we're just going to buy air eventually. <laughs> and he can build a great company, but, you know, at the end, it could be destroying a lot of people. You never really know. But at the end of the day, it's what is he, what are they using it for? And are they using it to help you or help other people? Mostly other people. I wouldn't let anybody build something for me just to be selfish. It would have to be for more than just me. It would have to be something completely useful. Are they buying me things I need? Are they buying me things that I want? There's a huge difference because you can fall in love with people who do buy you everything you want, but they could be terrible people on the inside who can build anything you want, but still terrible people. They can build a giant empire and start hurting other people, you know, people causing people to be bankrupt, causing people to lose their jobs, or they could be, do the opposite and start helping a lot of people. But you also got to realize that person holds a lot of responsibility if that's the case. And what they what will they start buying? Will they start buying other properties so they can free other things? Like, I know a lot of people are trying to free animals from the zoo, get them into the natural habitat. I have a slight debate on that one, only because if you just put an animal out there that was born in captivity with no natural habitat, they're probably going to die. That's like, they do have natural instinct, don't get me wrong. But they're most likely, they're not ready for it. They have to get adapted. If anything, train them to get adapted and then release them. Like, there's always got to be a process. And then once again, that last line, you can never see with your eyes on earth. Look through heaven's eyes. In other words, I say look through the bigger picture. You always got to have a bigger picture out there. It's not just you in this world. Even the smallest things, like a lot of people thought the stupid straws, hurting the sea turtles and everything. But in the end, it did cause a huge chain, and a lot of people were against straws, which honestly, I'm perfectly fine with. And for me, in order to get something to want to be like that, I feel not only do the people have to have a point or a reason, but also you have to make me find that point and that reason. For example, if you tell me it's just for the sea turtles, it's not going to work. There's other animal life out there. Dolphins, orcas, well I guess they're similar. Sharks, uh, krill, there's like a whole bunch of things. So it's not just straws, it's a, it's a step, it's a process. But don't just tell me the sea turtles. Tell me more. And not just more, but make me want it. Make me want to do it rather than force me to. And that's what got me to stop using straws. And personally, I never really like straws anyway. That's another bonus. But some people do have a reason for it. So don't shame anybody for still using straws. Because a lot of people say they have sensitive teeth. Or some people say they have braces that it gets, like, irritated. That part I don't understand. But regardless, I feel like it's a slow step in the right direction. Another thing I think people are doing is there was this... Uh, 
bacteria, I think, that they're trying to replicate that eats plastic naturally. So they think it's supposed to help our oceans. I've, I've known I've seen it somewhere. So that one, uh, like, if they can replicate it and, like, make it devour most of the plastic in the ocean, that could help us a lot. And then there's this other machine, I think, that they have where it collects trash from the oceans and stuff. And now a lot of people are going to say, well, in other words, just don't throw it in the ocean to begin with. Some people recommended, like, burning it uh, through, like, space travel and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very complicated. It's a lot of processing to do all that, for that to be even considered rocket fuel. But not just that. People are burying trash. People are burning it. It's complicated. A lot of different situations happen with different aspects, with different results, different... It's a whole, it's a whole thing. So trash in general, not going to go away. Not really. But the only, the, the biggest reason I spoke about that is mostly because people do get affected by the smallest things. And going back to the trash thing, a lot of countries don't have another option. Like they don't have those big trucks that take away the trash. So their best option is to just throw it on the ground, throw it wherever it may lie. Like, even here in the United States, a lot of people do do that. But for the most part, whether you see it or not, our streets, for the most part, are clean. Even when they are filthy, they're clean compared to other countries where they have thousands and thousands of tons of trash in their waters where it's basically you can't drink it. Here it's polluted, yes, through a certain extent. But we also have the ability to have these water filters and stuff. So even like the smallest thing that can help out, reusing your water bottles, reusing a lot of things, recycling, the bigger picture is what it's worth. If you can do everything you want to do in a small increment, for example, instead of driving every day to work, take your bike, even on an electric scooter, it's a start something but if you can walk if you can walk just to work go for it or to school well these days a lot of people are just scared but still the, the, the way I see it is if you can find a way to help this planet and help everybody else it's a step in the right direction and like I said life like the song said too, life can come and kind of ruin everything and you never know you never know what life's going to hit you with. But in the end, it's you who the person is not to get broken from this world. So don't get broken. If anything, even if you're in pain, even if you're struggling, I just say, try to laugh it off. You know, oh, well, this happened. Let's do something about it. You know, come together with a society. That's why I like this song, too. So once again, it's from the Prince of Egypt, and uh, it's it's a pretty powerful song, breaking down these lyrics and stuff. Like, you don't have to be completely religious. A lot of people would say, like, it's mostly through God, like, you gotta look through God. But I say even look past that. Look past God, look through the eyes of the world, look through the eyes of the universe. You know? Well, 
that one could be a whole separate debate or something from a different time. But it leads me to my quote again, that it's not who you are underneath, it's what you do that defines you. I love that quote from Batman Begins. I think it's from Batman Begins, pretty sure. But yeah, it's not who you are underneath. You could be the greatest person in the world, like the nicest, kindest person in the world. And overall, that does have a lot of value. That does have a lot of value. Or you could be the most evil person, like the has the most terrible thoughts, wanting people dead, wanting people suffering. But at the end of the day, it is what you do. Like, a lot of people do have, like, terrible thoughts, and then next you know they're helping out somebody else because they know mentally and morally it's the right thing to do. And then the people who are good, who do say and tell you a lot of good things that don't do anything, that'll be like, well, I'm not doing that, or they're too nervous or something. But it's what you really do that defines who you are. That's what I believe. Well, that will be it for this song breakdown. This was actually supposed to be the fifth one, but it skipped ahead a little bit. But anyway, I will try to have more of these out. So stay tuned, guys. I will see you next time.